live. And we're live. In living color. This is an In audio. audio. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Super Sapphic Film Club. Hello, everyone. I'm Haley. And I'm Claire. And you... You you thought you thought too bad that it was over and you, you were oh, wrong, weren't oh, you? Oh, I were bet you, wrong. you feel embarrassed. Oh my egg on your face! Don't you feel you, stupid? <laughs> this, you thought this was a pandemic project, but guess what? But guess what? It's back. It's back. You can't get rid of us that easy. Exactly. We're like ants. Yeah. Every we time you're like, I guess back. they're gone, but then the weather gets cold and we're in your house again. And we're in your house. <laughs> Stealing your crumbs. Stealing your getting crumbs. Getting into your garbage can. In your kitchen. Mm-hmm. I, my posture has to be really good for this. I'm just like, I find myself sinking into the bare mattress that I'm sitting on. <laughs> the setup for this week is deeply incredible mm-hmm. because Haley is in the process of moving yes. to a new place. So she has one chair I have and one has chair. given it to me <laughs> so kindly. I can't be like, and Claire will sit on the floor. Claire will sit on the bare mattress on the floor. I know. I'm giving a man in his early 20s <laughs> who has a band camp and just brought you back to his place. No sheets. Would you like to be on my no podcast frame. about alpha males? <laughs> no. This, hey, guys. Welcome back. This week, I think we're going to talk about math rock. <laughs> this time, I have a woman with me. I do not have a gun pointed at her head. <laughs> Guess what? It didn't pay her. <laughs> <laughs> not this time. She, this time. Not like last time. And I have brought her on to be on my podcast, and I will not let her have a space to say a single word. Not a word. You will only know a woman was here when you watch my YouTube channel and see one in the background. Watch her politely nod for two hours yeah. as he explains to her what a bass guitar is. <laughs> Every once in a while, she opens her mouth, and I just don't even pause. Oh, my God. Okay. So, this week. <laughs> Such a tangent. It's been a while. I, it, it has been. Gosh, I miss it. Me too. Anyway, this week, we're watching Set It Off. Hell yes, we I've are. I've never seen. I don't know anything about it. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's, um, well, do you want to tell us about it? Oh, yeah. I'll tell you about it. I forgot it was mine. <laughs> I was like, I don't know anything about it. I'm just sitting here waiting. Like, <laughs> Hell yeah, what's it about? <laughs> so Set It Off is a 1996 comedy heist film produced in the U.S. It stars Queen Latifah. Oh, right. We did talk about this. It stars Queen Latifah, Jada Pinkett Smith, Vivica A. Fox, and Kimberly Elise as four friends who, sick of living paycheck to paycheck in Los Angeles, decide to take things into their own hands and begin robbing local banks. Go, girl, boss, go. Go, girl, boss, go. (laughs) However, with the police hot on their trail, their dream of a comfortable life seems further away than ever. (gasps) It was directed by F. Gary Gray. I almost said Gary Gary. (laughs) Every time. I was like, Gary Gary. Gray Gray. Gary Gary. Gary Gary. Gary. It's called Can't Read Disorder. (laughs) Uh, Chronic skim. Chronic skim. It was directed by F. Gary Gray, who also directed The Italian Job and Friday, along with a number of music videos in the 90s for the likes of Ice Cube, TLC, and Outcast. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Written by Kate Lanier. Lanier. You're sorry. Guess as good as mine. You you know how to spell it. Uh, (laughs) And Takashi Buford. Buffered. 
Buffert, Buffert, Buford, Buford, Bueller. But I'm excited. Me too. We haven't watched like an actual, um, not a rom com. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Aside from the prom, and I don't want to count that. I, I don't want to count the prom for anything. No. Haley and I were talking about how the prom was so traumatizing of an experience mm-hmm. that we forgot it was gay. Yeah. Like I genuinely forgot the lesbian plotline, which is supposed to be the entire fucking plotline it's through a haze of horror and revulsion (laughs) it's like the keystone for like a horrible horrible nightmare building yes exactly (laughs) it's so funny that it's like the thing that's like important for the plot it also like became incidental lesbianism you know right like yeah okay it's very strange i think that's all i have to say i'm really excited yeah. to see queen latifah act in something that isn't the last holiday yeah i don't think i've seen her in anything else uh i say <laughs> oh my god that was queen latifah i'm pretty sure <laughs> i have this like now very specific brain rot where it's like if someone voice acts something I'm like, it stops that, being them. I'm like, it doesn't count. Yeah, I that mean, was, that's fair. That like was... you said, I haven't seen her in anything, yeah. and you that doesn't count as seeing her in anything. <laughs> it's like the Scarlett Johansson in Lion King, where it's just like a bunch of CGI Ice Age animals <laughs> and Queen Latifah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a like who killed Roger Rabbit, <laughs> but she's the only non CG person. Right. Oh my god, was she the sexy mammoth? She was the oh, she was the lady mammoth. I'm pretty sure. I forgot there was a lady mammoth. I was thinking of the sexy female Sid ferret. Ferret? <laughs> was he a ferret? He's a Sid the sloth. Sloth. Oh, <laughs> duh. It's been I a while. I don't know why those were maybe not good movies at all. I haven't seen them since I was a kid, so I have no idea. But I, I was obsessed with them. I could describe the entire plot of each of the Ice Age movies you to you right know. now. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So we're talking mm-hmm. a spinoff episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll include it in the Where the Gay Was Written Out special yeah. episode. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Yeah. So I guess we should just go do the damn thing. We're going to go watch it. Stay tuned. Hell yeah. Set it up, here we come. Here we go. Hey, before you skip ahead, let me tell you this episode's content warning. The second half of this episode contains mentions of racism, police violence, and sexual exploitation. Now with that out of the way, hi, thanks for listening. And if you're someone who's returning after our very prolonged break, Thank you. Claire and I are stoked to be back at it. My type eightness has been in full overdrive and we have a lot of fun things planned. But for right now, we have a new movie list. It is my pride, my joy, my actual child who I love and care for deeply. You can find it on our card, which is ssfc.card.co, card being spelled with two R's. I made it with the express purpose of helping people find more woman-love-woman, non-binary-love-woman films. Each entry includes the title, director, country of origin, and I included a synopsis and a link to the trailer so you can get a better sense of what the movie's about. I also have two separate tagging systems, one for story tags, which includes genre, story elements, and languages spoken, so you'll find tags like thriller, romance, set in a high school, coming of age, French language, Mandarin language... Um, And then I have a separate one for production tags, which is where I have tags such as written by a woman, directed by a BIPOC person, and adapted from a book. 
Uh, the tags are nice because you could specifically look for something like a sci-fi movie or a road trip movie, but you can also exclude tags like coming out story or religious shame. The tagging system isn't super intelligent. It's on Notion, but I kind of like that it airs on the side of serving up more films than not, and you can let the other tags and synopsis inform whether or not a film is what you had in mind. Plus, Notion is free, and I love that. I really hope you go and check it out. I've got an author's note explaining a little bit more about the list and how it is I've gone about making this resource without having seen most of these films, because, oh boy, are there a lot of movies on this list? And I've really only begun to scratch the surface. These are just the films I found when I was initially compiling a list for Claire and I before we started the podcast. And in doing this updated version, I've stumbled on maybe another 50 movies. I literally had to cut myself off and be like, I need to finish this before I add any more. And I have plans to do more concentrated research and fill in the gaps that I know are present. So this is a living document. It is not finished. And I would really, really appreciate feedback and just suggestions on making it better within, you know, the limitations of notion, unfortunately. Yeah. It's just been so fantastic finding out just how much queer cinema is out there. And it's been delightful to find out just how little I know it's, it's exciting. There's a whole world out there. If you want to get in touch with us, we are super sapphic FC on Instagram, or you can email us at super FC at gmail.com. All of this is also linked in our card. Then heads up, I did delete our Twitter because I'm in charge of our social media and I never learned how to use it and I refuse to learn now. So if you only use Twitter, I'm sorry, you're stronger than me. So yeah, long spiel, but you should be hearing from us every Thursday. I've got our next 10 episodes planned out and I cannot wait to get to them. This movie list has lit such a fire under my ass just because there's so many fantastic looking films. And frankly, I just want to watch them. So get ready. Sapphic films, ahoy. I really got to watch our flag means death. I keep forgetting. Yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening. Bye. Back. I deleted everything. Okay. Starting fresh. It's a Starting clean fresh. slate. We're new people. I'm not who I was. I'm two not minutes who ago. I was two minutes ago. I know ago. how to intro the second half of this podcast. Yes, <laughs> I'm a new woman. Oh my goodness. Yeah, we watched set it off. We we did, and it was fantastic. I really liked it. Yeah. It was not at all what I expected. No, and I was also unprepared for how sad this movie made me. So <laughs> fucking sad. It was. It was a real bummer. Yeah. I mean, it was fantastic and it was fun, but the ending was whoa. It was really whoa. Whoa. I like. I honestly feel like this movie was so not a heist movie, which is how it's described everywhere you look constantly. Yeah. That it's like <laughs> irresponsible. <laughs> like, like not actually. Really. But like, it's like describing <laughs> Jennifer's body as a horror movie. Oh, like, I guess in the barest right. of bones it yes. is. But all the people who like heist movies or horror movies right. will not necessarily like this movie or Jennifer's body. <laughs> it's like, it's the, it's the, it's not slippery slope drug. Introduction drug? Yeah, What's it's gateway, gateway drug. A gateway okay. drug. <laughs> For heist movies. <laughs> true. Like, they rob banks, don't... I guess. Yeah. But most of... I mean, that is, like, yeah. the central part of the movie it is, is them robbing but banks. But also, I feel like if you timed it, the bank, the total amount of time spent robbing banks or talking about how they're yeah. going to rob a bank is maybe less than a quarter 
no. or a fifth of the entire movie. Yeah. Like, the vast majority of it is just, like, about their lives yeah. and their friendship, which is so good, by the yeah, way. Yeah, no, their definitely. friendship it is... is written so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's very focused on, like, how these women got to this point. Yeah. And their, like, interpersonal drama and, like, how robbing banks would affect you. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, sort of what would make you want to rob a bank and mm-hmm. would make that worth it. As a black woman in the America. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was the but thing. But also that... there was a romance thrown in there. Yeah. And an extremely 90s sensual oh sex my scene God. that was just making me so wildly uncomfortable. <laughs> it was it was so out of left field. It was. I'm like, awesome. More power to you. But I was like, oh, no, like we're the baby oils coming up. Yeah. <laughs> We're going for it. really did actually have baby oil. There was, like, slow-mo, lots of, like, shots of hands in various places. It was central. It was well done. It was, I suppose, for what it wanted to be, it was well done. Yeah. I I didn't enjoy it. It was wildly uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it really, I had never once thought about how the way people shoot sex scenes has, like, changed. But you don't see shit like that anymore. We actually talked about that, dude. It's, like... It's shifted from this like very like sensual R and B artistic, like, yeah, yeah, to just uh, more aggressive. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's something to that. Yeah, but that's not why we're here. No, uh, but it was week. funny. No. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. This is definitely a, a case of incidental lesbianism in this whole movie, yes. which I really enjoyed. Yeah, it was cool how like Cleo just had her girlfriend in the background and was a lesbian, and it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. And I, I loved it. I loved so much. I don't know why I found it so charming that even with this movie entirely headed by women and written by women and starring women. Oh, it wasn't written by a woman. There it was. was. One, oh, well, there was one. Oh, you're right. Oh, it was written by a woman. Yeah. <gasps> written by Kate Ta- Lanier and Lin- Takashi Puford. Yeah, I didn't realize yeah. that he just did story. Oh, yeah. Oh, story. I don't even know what that means in this context. Um, It's like you you think of the like plot. Mm-hmm. Outline is like story, and then oh. the screenplay is like the actual words people say. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's how I understand it. I okay. Wrong. That does make sense. Yeah. I didn't realize it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that shifts things for me. I know, right? Because I was I was thinking about how well like the women are written and like yeah. their friendships and interactions mm-hmm. are are written. I was like, of course, written by women. Of course. But yeah, it is. I I think the thought you're trying to finish is that it was still just like a silent arm candy girlfriend yes, in the exactly. background. Yeah. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, God, where was I going with that? Like, uh, it oh. made me laugh so hard that like <laughs> the only thing this had in common with a heist movie was. A bank gets robbed, several banks, and there is a completely fucking silent arm candy woman in the background, but she just happens to be a lesbian with Cleo. I it love was that so scene funny. We're like Cleo's clearly blown so much money on lingerie for her girlfriend, <laughs> and all the girls come in. They're like, cool, "What are you doing?" Like they're like about to have sex on top of the hood of a car. <laughs> Cleo's like, "You guys are ruining my fucking vibe right now." <laughs> Me and girlfriend's name, who I can't remember. Girlfriend has maybe basically one nameless. Yeah. yeah, I think she legit had no line. Like I feel like that must have been an inside joke. Ursula, Ursula, I, it must have been. I think she said one thing. Like when they're like, because they even like said in the script when they're all hanging out in front of Cleo's car, being yeah. like, "Why won't she talk to us?" Yeah. <laughs> like, like Ursula's very much the like you're always with your boys. But yeah, your boys are girls. <laughs> your boys are girls. You never have time for me. Oh like, I think she must have, like, leaned in next to Cleo's ear. But, yeah. like, we don't even see her mouth move. <laughs> it was so funny to me for some reason. It was pretty great. Equality. Yeah, finally. 
women representation writing women. silent women instead of men writing yes. silent women. <laughs> Just what we always wanted. The fight is won. One more glass ceiling shattered. Exactly. But yeah, no, I... I, I hear what you're saying. I guess mm-hmm. I've never watched many heist films. Like, I think I've watched Ocean's Eleven. I was going to say, eight, I mean, that's honestly, that's all you need. Because, yeah. like, if you think, if you hear a heist movie, you think of Ocean's Eleven, if you're yeah. most people. Right. And all of it is, like, the intricate setup and who's going to do what job. Right. And then the plan happening, what yes. goes wrong, what you do about it. Then, like, none of that is in this movie, which is fine if that's, not like, not what you have in mind yeah, going into exactly. it. Exactly. I know. I, I, I see what you mean. Like, it's almost like an expectations. Yeah. Managing expectations. Which, like, you know. Yeah. Like, they can't not call it a heist movie. They do do yeah. a heist in it. It is very much uh, centrally about heists. <laughs> about heists, yeah. But, like, if you're like, what I want is a heist movie, right. and you pick this movie, you will not have gotten what you wanted. No. <laughs> <laughs> what really cracked me up was I looked at Rotten Tomatoes, as I always do, oh, yeah. for this movie. And the critics' consensus was... It may not boast an original plot, but set it off as a satisfying, socially conscious heist film, thanks largely to fine performances from its leads. I'm sorry, how many black women heist films are you guys watching that you're so fucking tired of this genre? Where where have I been? What am I missing? Should we, like, pause and do a quick Google? Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm sure they just meant, like, films where people rob banks, but I don't even see that many of those. Well, I think... I don't know. I don't know much about, like, the cinema trends in the 90s. Yeah, but, like... (laughs) I can't imagine, besides being about people who rob banks, I, yeah. this shares that much like with movie, other movies. It, it's so distinct. It would yeah. be like, this is a bad example. I haven't even seen Love, Simon. But it'd be like, I'm so sick of teen rom-coms. <laughs> Love, Simon is such a tired example. Exactly. It's like, well, maybe it's doing one thing different yeah, and that exactly. one thing is pretty important. It's like pretty central to the story, right. mayhaps. Like, girl, Kissing Booth is right there. You yeah. can be sick of teen rom-coms. Yeah, just why are you pointing to this movie as the one I think we should that's unpack the that. tired example? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Love, Simon was okay, but you don't have to be sick and tired of that one. Yeah, I have no interest in seeing it. Yeah. I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> it was so boring that I picked off my fake nails oh my in God. the theater. And that's saying something. It is. It was bad. It cost me more than the ticket. Exactly. God, the $1 I spent on all those fake nails. <laughs> the cop who's in it, it's like that classic thing of... The one cop who's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to get him mm-hmm. for like no real reason is this his main focus besides he's just decided it is yeah you know like why are we dedicating all these resources to finding these these three bank four bank robbers right you know yeah uh but we're not supposed to hate him which was weird to me it was confusing yeah because so let's put a pin in that okay because i want to talk a little bit about like how each woman was driven to robbing banks because Mm -hmm. it was very much a slow build which i wasn't expecting Mm -hmm. and really appreciated how they did it it starts, I think the first person to have the idea is Frankie, who is played by Vivica A. Fox. She, her bank was robbed, and because she knew the person who robbed the bank, she was fired mm-hmm. because of that. And also, like, she didn't follow protocol because she was trying to, like, talk to this person she knew and be like, don't rob a bank, dude. Please mm-hmm. don't. Please don't, don't do, this. do this. And he did rob the bank. And He very much did rob the bank. Mr. Cop man who we're supposed to like? Question mark. Um, what's his name? Detective Strodes. Det- Wait, what? <laughs> Det- <laughs> How did I not register that? <laughs> I don't make classes on it's Detective Strode. Oh, okay. which is marginally better. <laughs> mm, a little bit. So the bank gets robbed. She gets fired for it. 
they're also just like racist to her mm-hmm. because she knew him and they're like it makes us uncomfortable that you did that. yeah and they were just like all up in her face and like treating her like shit they didn't let her like wipe the blood off her face from the woman that was killed in front of her like yeah. she's on a very traumatic day yes and then this is when detective strode cop mm-hmm. man who was supposed to like gets it up his ass that she was in on it even mm-hmm. though she totally wasn't and he just he feels that way the entire time and it's never it's so strange yeah yeah so frankie goes and works with the cleaning company that cleo mm-hmm. cleo does cleo work in the cleaning company yeah they'll okay. do thank you yeah. yeah that cleo frankie and tt frankie fuck oh my god <laughs> it's the, always the EY names that it like is. my brain is like they're the same. They're all the same. Which is funny because my name's an yeah, EY. Yeah, exactly. You think that I'd be like, we're different. We're different. <laughs> Sorry. They just sound the names sound so alike. Like, my brain is goo. Yeah. Um Yeah, so they Frankie goes to work for the cleaning company and is like, this shit sucks. Mm-hmm. Like she, her bank job was hard, but it wasn't like actually cleaning people's fucking corporate offices. Mm-hmm. Um and also the guy who works who owns it is like a complete dick. Yeah. I think it's on the rooftop scene where they're talking about how the factory closed and like there used to be good jobs, but now they like they're because it closed, people are having to scrounge more and it's mm-hmm. like more difficult. She's like, why don't we rob a bank? Like they made so much money in like 15, yeah. 50 seconds. Like, why don't we do that? Didn't and I- Cleo bring it up before then, though? Oh, did she? I think so. I think uh, when, uh, in the car yeah. scene before she says something semi-jokingly like we should have just robbed a bank. Like, that's they, right. we could make money or something. Everyone was like, you're insane. And then later, uh, Frankie's like, you know, maybe we could rob a bank. I worked at a bank. She knows how it works. Yeah. They got the insider knowledge. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, I forgot about that. I think so, yeah. Yeah, and the other two are like, are you fucking kidding? We can't rob a bank. Yeah. What? Especially TT. Especially TT. <laughs> Poor TT. Poor TT. There's always the one who's like really not that into it, but just wants to go along with exactly. what everyone else is <laughs> Poor innocent TT. Yeah. <laughs> But Stoney, played by Jada Pinkett Smith, mm-hmm. finds out that her brother didn't get his scholarship to UCLA. And she tries to get the money. Well, she gets the money by sleeping with this, like, older guy. Who's just there. Who's, he, like, owns a company. And, yeah. like, it's, he totally exploits her. It's really disgusting. Yeah. Um, it's very this gross. This movie mm-hmm. is very sad. And it is. it's. It's not a bad thing. Like, I think that all the things that they introduce are difficult, but they give it, like, plenty of weight. Mm-hmm. It's just sometimes you're like, I thought we were watching a fun heist movie. Yeah. But also, yeah. Jada Pinkett Smith is like... Yeah. Yeah. I know. I yeah. I think they handled the, like, harder, sadder parts yes. of this movie relatively well. But I also... I did sort of like how there were so many ups and downs. Like, mm. the, the ups, the highs were so high mm-hmm. with their friend group. Like, I just can't get over how well they were written as, like, a girlfriend group. They really were. It was amazing. That, like, the scene on the roof. Yeah. Like, everyone talks about it for good fucking reason. Yeah. Like, it's so fun. They're so funny together. Yeah. It's just, yeah. They have an incredible dynamic. So much chemistry. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. And so many movies either try to show just how fun being a woman is or something, or they're, like, just about trauma. Mm. and both of those have their moments Mm. but it's so nice to see too like how a friend group can like bring you out of rough shit sometimes like how no uh, was it stony who was like trying to get the money and then was upset about yeah and then uh like you see her being upset but Mm -hmm. her friends 
sort of like comfort her or like take her out of it a little bit or something. And it was yeah. just nice. <laughs> women lifting women up. Exactly. Uh, women are friends and they lift each other up. Yeah. <laughs> nah, it's, I, I do, I, that's a good point. Cause it's like so many movies are just like, this is a sad thing. And they're like afraid to be funny or find yeah. moments of levity. And it's like, levity. Levity. Exactly. Yeah. It's like trauma porn constantly. Literally. And it's exhausting for, I'm sure, the actors and also for everyone who watches yeah, it. <laughs> right? Except for, like... Why I can't watch those most of the time. I know. I just don't feel like crying for three and a half hours. They're always so long. They're so long. <laughs> and so sad. Oh, my God. I was going through, like, making this movie list, and mm-hmm. it's, like, so many of the, like, horrible, like, sorry, mm-hmm. lesbian dirges. Yeah. <laughs> just, like... <laughs> About, like, the pain and suffering of, like, being exactly. gay and not accepted is, like, made by, like, men. Yeah. Like, written and directed by men. Like It's like they just want an Oscar for noticing that sometimes being gay is hard. Exactly. And there are so few, like, look how fun it is and also they're gay yeah. movies. Mm-hmm. Or just movies Well, where... there are a lot. They're just not as well known. Exactly. That's true. As I found out. As you, have, <laughs> as you well fucking know at this point. <laughs> But no, it's, yeah. I, that's why I was like, after watching this, I was frustrated that people are like, this movie has a tone problem. It's like, yeah. well, like, who, what? No, yeah. it doesn't. Yeah. Like, it's, it has lots of different tones in it. Yeah. <laughs> which isn't a problem. It's, it takes everything that it shows seriously. It takes the fun as seriously as it takes, like, Stoney's brother being killed by cops. Yes. So it's Ugh. like, it's going to be a huge tonal shift, but I think it manages it. I'm not going to say deftly because I don't know film that well. Yeah. Like, as a <laughs> like, viewer, I... Well, it was not jarring or, no, exactly. like, confusing. Yeah. I wasn't like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I was like, ooh, that was heavier than I thought we were going to go. But, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it handled it well, I thought. I actually thought this one Can critic... Can you hear Trixie gently whining yes, in the background? Yes, a little bit. <laughs> Girl, I, only, I think I only noticed the really loud ones. What does she want? Nothing. Nothing. Don't I know she that? She wants mom to be home. Yeah. <laughs> A foolish question from me, who also right. has dog that whines and wants nothing. Well, just give her what she wants. You think she knows what she yeah. wants? Exactly. If it was that easy. Ho, ho, ho. ho, ho, ho. Oh, How much whoa. easier life would be. Okay, I'm going to stick her in another room again and just hope that we can knock this out. Okay. Long enough for her to be quiet. Love that. I thought one critic, Eve Tushnet, mm-hmm. summed it up well summed up the movie well by saying that it offers a startling, unstable blend of comedy, action, comfort flick, girlfriends, film, rote romance with an extremely 90s naked music montage, and wrenching tragedy. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I felt bad after I watched this movie. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. The whole time I was watching it, I was like, this is a good movie. Mm. Especially when they drive a car through the bank. Oh my god. To pick everybody up. Okay. Uh, Can we take like uh, five minutes and just gush about Queen Latifah in this movie? Yes. Oh god, she's so so good. Fucking good in this. The way after they rob the first bank and she just can't start, she's like, Whoa! Whoa! Oh, I feel good. Oh, so good. It's like Like, that's exactly. Of course, that's what you would be like if they robbed (laughs) bank. The highest adrenaline rush of your entire goddamn life. Yes. And then it worked, and now you have so much money. In the 90s. It was a lot yeah. of money. Yeah. It was like 40000 between each of them. It's yes. just not as much as it used to be. I know. Jeez Louise. And the whole, like, when she gets, so they steal a car before everything, and mm-hmm. uses the getaway car, and she just, like, dumped the music out. <laughs> that was great. After she stole the car. Yes. 
Which I think if someone stole my car in the 90s and they like threw out my CDs. I'd be I'd appreciating be, it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. If She drove over it once. I'd appreciate that less. Drove yeah, over the CDs. That's true. Um, Her heart was in the right place. Exactly. <laughs> and by that I mean she's like, this music she's fucking like, sucks. She's like, your music taste blows. But for their second bank heist, uh, mm. she's like already with the car and then cops park like on either side of her or something. Yeah. So she has to ditch the car and get a new car. So she's stealing a car. Things are going wrong during the bank heist. And you're like, what's going to happen? And because this movie is so good, you care so genuinely about what happens to them. I was on the edge of my fucking seat about whether they were going to get caught or not. And then out of nowhere, Queen Latifah in a stolen car drives through the glass wall of windows and is like, get the fuck in. Get in. Get in the car. I was screaming it was so great it's so uh, it was fantastic it's also like i haven't watched like an action movie in so long because <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm such a little baby that i just like can't handle things when this movie started i'm like he shot that woman he really <laughs> shot her oh my god yeah and that was like for the rest of the movie I'm like they could actually just like die yeah and i was spoilers yeah um they do die mm-hmm. hey, all of them except for stoney and I was like, God, that could just happen, couldn't it? Yeah. And it, like, I don't know. Maybe, again, it could just be because I'm a huge baby. But I was... No, I think it upped the stakes. The, like, well, it didn't even up the stakes, but, like, I felt the stakes so viscerally. Yeah. Like, I was yeah. so invested in these women and, like, whether or not they made it out of this. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, from the beginning, fuck banks. The money is insured. Yeah. Like, get it's literally girl. stealing from no one. Who it's cares? just now you have money you didn't have before. Why do we care so much? <laughs> I know. Just let I was, them take the money. I know. Sure. I was thinking about it. I was like, the only way it's bad, really, is that like you're scaring people. Like, if you weren't scaring people, then yeah. I think it's a completely neutral act. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say that on the internet. <laughs> the digital footprint is forever. Claire redacted. Claire Thanks, redacted. <laughs> Claire B. But yeah, robbing banks isn't bad. Sorry. Yeah, the banks are insured. I thought it was really funny at the end. It turns out that Stoney is dating a guy who owns a bank. Blair Underwood. Yes. Character name I forgot. Also forgot. He's really hot. Keith. 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 (laughs) But it's funny because she almost like it almost feels like we're supposed to feel a little bit bad that she's about to rob his bank. Right. But I wouldn't feel bad at all. (laughs) Like I mean. I can see it from the personal thing of, like, yeah. he's, like, an actual, what, like, bank investment person, big yeah. wing, so it's, like, gonna look bad if their bank got robbed. Yeah. But it's just a branch. It's not like it's their systems or yeah. something. So, actually, I take it back. Um, oh, sorry. I just was looking through my, like, initial notes from before I did any research. Yeah. And I just wrote, at the end, Jada Pinkett Smith cuts all her hair off. We both gasp. <laughs> Like, <gasps> speaking to each other. And yeah. then it shows <laughs> Smith with a shaved head on the phone calling Keith. And we just audibly We both gasped. gasped. She looked so beautiful. It was gorgeous. Um, uh, What was I going to say? Oh, <laughs> I literally yeah. lost my train of thought. <laughs> Sorry. I was lost in the reverie of Jada Pinkett Smith. In the ecstasy of Jada yes. Pinkett Smith. <laughs> uh, well, that's the other thing. She's the only one to survive. And I think that, like, cutting her hair was symbolic of, like, all of her friends are fucking dead yeah. now. And she got away with the money, which, like, great. Yeah. But also, God. Ugh. Yeah. It was a very bittersweet ending. Like, Stoney lost so much. Because that we didn't even talk about how... I think the reason that she decided to rob the banks is because her brother was killed by police yeah. officers. Yeah. It was frustrating to watch 
I mean, it was accurate. That's why it was mm-hmm. frustrating to yeah. watch. Um, he gets mistaken for one of the guys who's robbing a bank because they have a similar haircut. Mm-hmm. And it was a very distinctive, like, head shaving pattern. But, like, it was God like, fucking forbid one other person have that in the entire world. I know. He's friends with the guy that they were looking for. And he gave him a bottle of champagne to, like, celebrate him getting into UCLA. Which mm-hmm. he didn't actually. He didn't, which yeah. also sucks a lot. Yeah. Because then Stoney got that money for literally nothing. Yeah. So Stoney's having a really tough go having of it. A, having a rough go. And then her brother is gunned down by police officers in this, like, absurd raid. Yeah. There's just, like, so many fucking cops. And then the detective we're supposed to not hate has, like, such an emotional complex about it that no cop has ever had in real life. I'm sorry. You know, you know he was, like, <laughs> like he's immediately, like, no! oh, like okay, then don't have the shoot first, ask questions later policy if you're going to be broken up about it. It's almost it feels was so like weird. maybe there's a policy change in how we can, like, approach things yeah. that cause these problems. It just felt weird that we were supposed to realize he was so emotionally torn up about it. As he should be, of course. Yeah, of course. But, like... But it, as is inconsistent with the approach of shooting someone who looks vaguely like the suspect right? without talking to them first. It, no talking. Yeah. He reaches for a champagne bottle, be like, I'm holding this. And then they all open fire. Because they're like, it's a gun. get down on the ground. And he's like, I'm going to stab myself in the gut with this bottle of champagne. If you guys make me get down on the ground. Right. And they shoot him. But it's also confusing with his characterization. I just could never, I could never figure out what Strode's deal was. Yeah. And I... I think ambiguity is okay. Like, I'm not against that. I'm not like, show me on the wall what yeah. Strode is. <laughs> Point to the character archetype exactly. of Strode. Because we first meet him by him being a huge fucking asshole to Frankie yeah. for no goddamn reason. And being like, she's in on it. Yeah. She knew the guy. They live in the same neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I bet everyone from that neighborhood robs banks yeah. and are in on it. Because she, like, froze up in panic. At the being robbed at gunpoint. Yeah, which is uh, fucking he's crazy. Like, like, no, I can't imagine. It. <laughs> <laughs> you should try not freezing up at gunpoint next time. God. Uh, and she's like covered in blood and like shaking. Yeah. And he's like, what's protocol? Uh, what's protocol? Tell me what protocol is. So like, we're not supposed to like him then. No. But then later he's like, she's in on it when she isn't. Yeah. And then he's like, no. I I didn't mean to kill this man that we all just decided to this, kill. He oh, was just a kid. It was so bad and, like, strange Yeah. when they were like, okay, who did we kill? And mm-hmm. they were like, he was a UCLA student. Oh, my God. And they were like, fuck, I can't believe we killed a UCLA student. It's sad if you kill a college student and not some other random guy who's not a college student. Right? Bananas. So, we're... <laughs> <laughs> it's just weird to have the movie treat him like not a bad guy because later at the end he's like it's literally just Stony and Frankie, Frankie. and Frankie left mm-hmm. and he's like Frankie's holding a gun I think yeah and he's like don't do this like there's helicopters and police officers and stuff yes uh and he's like don't do this don't throw your life away or something right so it's like he's trying to talk her down yeah which would be a good thing as opposed to just shooting her. Right. But like, where is that coming from when he's been such a dick for the whole rest of the movie? Like, yeah. I mean, like, I guess if it could be like, they're showing that he puts a high value on human life, but they also that it's kind well, of direct <laughs> conflict with when we first meet him. Yeah. Cause like, that's the other thing is like, it's not a clear reversal. I'm Reaching mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. He's trying to do what Frankie was doing at the beginning of the film by talking her down and being like, don't do this, don't do this, don't mm-hmm. do this. When that's what she was trying to do with the guy that she knew. Yeah. But like because of her position and power as a bank teller, she was breaking protocol and he was doing his job. 
Yeah. But like, again, I don't know Strode's deal. I think the tough thing is the way we're saying it, it sounds like we just don't understand that he's a complex character. But if you watch it, (laughs) you realize that he's really not supposed to be a complex character. He just does things that don't make sense. Exactly. For whatever his character's supposed to be. He he follows his own rules. Yeah. But like in a bad way. Yeah. Like in a what are you doing? What are you doing right now kind of way. Yeah. Similarly to how what we were supposed to feel about Strode was confusing. I couldn't really tell what message we were supposed to take away from Mm. the ending specifically of this movie. Mm. And maybe we weren't supposed to take away one message or the ending wasn't the point necessarily. But it is what you're left with. (laughs) When you leave the theater, you're thinking about how all of them except Stoney died. (laughs) And it's so fucking sad. It's really fucking sad. Understatement. Pretty, pretty terrible after this. I really did feel... Got, sometimes when I'm really sad, I get a headache. I got a sad I headache from this. got a sad this. headache? Yeah. <laughs> it was really sad, especially because there were so many like good, fun moments where we got to know them. I that know. it just made the ending so oh much God. sadder. The, I'm sorry. I want to talk no, about yeah. the ending, but like, really quick. The Godfather send-up. Oh, God! I totally forgot about so, that. So fucking good. And it like, so fun. And it like, was actually like them trying to decide. Like, it was plot yeah. relevant. And they're like, just having so much fun with so it. So they're like, cleaning an office building. And they're sitting at this giant conference table, table. Conference table. And they just start pretending they're in the godfather like and they're all the godfather (laughs) yeah they're all different they're all doing their own impression of the godfather with like this shitty plate of like grape snacks and different things in front of them (laughs) i found it so charming i really liked it uh, so great top 10 (laughs) moments in cinema it was great honestly where are their oscars but yeah the bummer ending at the very end it's so fucking sad and i like if this movie <laughs> were made mm-hmm. in the forties, I would have said how sad it was that the Hayes Code affected how they had to end this movie. Because it really, I love how that's just the answer for everything, isn't it? Like it, it just really feels like one of those things where someone halfway through was like, "Well, we can't have the message that crime pays, right. so they all have to die." Yeah, like I don't think that's actually what happened. It's kind of like the vampire thing of like they have to be in conflict about how much they're not, they hate not being human. Exactly, so then you don't feel bad for being like yeah. vampirism is like way cooler than being person. Honestly, I feel like that's dumb when people do that. Yeah. I like when. <laughs> At least Twilight, Twilight had the balls. It. No, I will. Oh, you think I was gonna... I have no qualms about it. I love... I fucking love <laughs> in Twilight. Oh the movie Twilight. I would like to leave the room. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like the Twilight. Yeah. It's like, being a vampire is sick as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I know. It's tough. I, I wonder if her romance with Keith... Stoney's romance with Keith... Mm-hmm. which at times to me felt out of place. I think it was there to show... Okay, what am I trying to say? I feel like they were kind of saying crime bad while also showing what leads to crime, where it's like, you know, these are just people put in desperate situations by systems. Yeah. And, you know, on one hand, Keith has in a very different class than stony economically mm-hmm. and 
hasn't had to deal with the pressures that she had and has the privilege of being like, you can be whatever you want, Stoney. Mm-hmm. You're a brilliant woman. Like, the world is your oyster. And she's like, what are you um, doing in this shithole? Are kind you of fucking thing. kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't know shit. Yeah. Mr. I went to Harvard and live in like the most 90s fucking house studio. It was mark really bungalow. nice, though, honestly. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. No, it was great. <laughs> house bungalow apartment. Yeah. And, you know, I appreciated the added tension at the end of, like, when mm-hmm. she's like, I need you to meet me at the diner. And so he leaves work and isn't at yes. the shootout. Which, like, ooh. Ooh, it was good. And it was the tension so good. of him realizing that it's her robbing the bank. Yes. And, like, that's what I do also love is that Keith is never like, you're do- what you're doing is wrong. You can't just be criminal. Yeah. Well, he's, like, very much, like, worried about her. And when they have their, like, sweet, like, last conversation, like, he's just happy she's alive. Yeah. Like, it's never... She never gets to come on with it in that way. Which yeah. I appreciate it. But yeah, I don't know. I also, I don't think it has to have a message. Yeah. Which I know is kind of a cop out and like not everyone feels that way. Yeah. It just, I really, f- the message I was left with was don't rob banks because you'll all die. Which is perhaps probably not what they wanted to leave yeah, me with. Right. But it just felt, it just, I mean, I also, it might not be fair that mm-hmm. I'm just sad they all died. <laughs> And I'm like, I wish that movie had not made people I like die. Why make them die? Loved Cleo, and now Cleo's dead. And now Cleo's dead. Fucking killed her. You had some poetic reason, I don't know, for killing her. Oh, I'm sure it was really good. But I didn't want her to die. Have you thought of that? (laughs) I bet you didn't even think of that. Yeah. Yeah, I I totally hear what you're saying. Yeah. I also the kill your gays trope. Come, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. No gay people can ever die in movies while I'm around. (laughs) Exactly. Just you wait. Yeah. (laughs) You'll see what happens, F. Gary Gray. Yeah. (laughs) But I I don't know. I feel like sometimes you make decisions for a story because it just is what feels right for the story. Mm -hmm. And like without a message in mind. Yeah. You know? I I also, like, if I think about it in a flip side of, like, they all lived Mm -hmm. and, like, went to jail or got away, like, I don't... It would maybe feel less like the story that was being told up to that moment. You know? Mm -hmm. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. (laughs) No, I think so. I... I like guess I it's still, just, it makes me sad, and yeah. I, I'm not saying, I'm glad they all yeah. died. I think Stoney has <laughs> I think a few things great. to learn about yeah. letting go and grieving. It's like, exactly. no, 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 no. I know. I, I guess it just felt strange to me that literally all but one of them died. Yeah. Like, I feel like that note of, God, was this worth it, would have still been hit if just T.T. T.T. was the first one to die, yeah. had died. Like, they have that horrible moment of, like, we have to get her to the hospital. And then right. they're realizing that she's dead. Yeah. Like, and that it, they just have to leave her in the car oh, no. to get away. Oh, God. I forgot how horrible that was. It was horrible. And I felt like a message of this wasn't worth it yeah. would have been no. directly received yeah. by me. <laughs> I fucking Effectively. Got it. Yeah. I got it right then. <laughs> you didn't have to kill all of them but Stoney. All of her friends gone. Yeah. Because she robbed a bank. It mm-hmm. felt like punishment to her character. It, with, like, that bag of money. Was it fucking worth it? Yeah. Asking her, basically. Yeah. It just... Because that's... And, yeah. That's the thing is, like, this... For Stoney, it's... This movie starts in a place of loss, losing her brother. Mm-hmm. And, like, with it, the last member of her family that we know of. Mm-hmm. And then it ends with her, like, having to completely start over. Like... Yeah. In a different country with <laughs> no one that she knows and, like... She got the money, but lost everything else. Yeah. And so, no, I I, I totally, I hear you. It does kind of leave a bitter, like, the message is, like, you should be happy with what you have. Even yeah. Even though these 
systems are actively working against you to make sure that you don't have that much. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's what they were trying to say. And I don't think you were either. But but it just, that was what it felt like to a point where I was like, why (laughs) do that? Watching this movie for the first time in 2022, that is what came to mind. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Movies, Movies are hard. Art is weird. Art is weird. You know what's funny that I didn't notice? We talked about how F. Gary Gray did Straight Outta Compton. And, oh, that's right. And he also did The Fate of the Furious. <laughs> Wait, really? Yes. I, <laughs> directed them. I, I also haven't seen either of those, I don't think. You haven't seen a Furious film? I know. Shocking. Oh my God. Surprising. I think I stopped at seven. <laughs> wow. I draw the line, apparently. I didn't know you to be a quitter. I know. <laughs> but I did see The Italian Job, which oh, he yeah. also did, which is an actual heist film. Not yes. that this isn't, you know what I mean. But that's a real That's a real heist film. It's only a heist new. film. Yeah, right. <laughs> From what I remember, it's been like eight years since I right. watched that. But I did think it was interesting how extremely, completely fucking different <laughs> this really? movie and the Italian job are. Yeah. Do you know if he wrote the Italian job? I don't I don't know actually. I just think he directed it. Donald Sutherland. What? That's Mr. Bennett in Pride not Mr. Yeah, Mr. Bennett in Pride and Prejudice. Wait, what? Hold on. He plays President Snow. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Wow. He did not write The Italian Job. Okay. F. Gary Gray, nor did Donald Sutherland. (laughs) Oh, it's a remake. Oh, I didn't even know that. 19... Yeah, Troy Kennedy Martin got a credit for a 1969 screenplay. Huh. And a remake in Hollywood? A remake? You wouldn't believe it. Did hell freeze over? (laughs) But it's been a long time since I saw The Italian Job. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, also, it is a remake of a movie from the 60s, so it probably is very different from Saturday. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Why am I even comparing them? Well, just he directed them and they're both heist movies, but... Which, like, good, because, like, his thing... Oh, my God, his... That's the other thing. This movie is so fun. It was so fun. It's, Mm -hmm. like, the first time that they rob a bank and TT just fucking runs away and they're all, like, trying to hype themselves up. (laughs) They're like, okay, let's do this. And TT just fucking bolts for the door. She's like, I'm not doing this. They're like, what do I... I guess we keep... Okay. Right. It was really good. Frank was like, fuck it, let's go. Yeah, (laughs) we're doing it now. I also liked that they wore wigs and sunglasses to rob the banks at first. Like, they changed to, like, masks later. But it made me laugh so much that they wore wigs. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It was really good. It was great. I also liked the beat of, even though TT ran away, they still gave her her cut. I thought that, that was, was sweet. Yeah. I know. At first, I was like, don't give her the cut. She ran away. And it's TT. But she needed the money. And they're her all friends. child is a CPS. Oh, yeah. Like... <laughs> was he? Yeah. because he... I thought that was later. No, that was part of what like drove her to oh, doing the bank job. Because yeah. she had to take her kid to work because mm-hmm. she couldn't get child care. And while at work, he gets into some cleaning supplies and has to go to the emergency room. Yeah. And CPS takes him mm-hmm. from her. And to get a better lawyer than, like, a state-appointed one, yeah. she Or just decides. to afford a babysitter. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, not a lot of lesbianism in this one. There isn't. But when it is, it's, like, so unspeakably delightful. It really is. I, Queen Latifah is so fucking good in this movie oh that God. I actually can't stop thinking about how funny and great she is. She's so fucking funny. Her and her completely voiceless <laughs> girlfriend. Oh, my God. <laughs> The Little Mermaid. Oh, my God. <laughs> she lost her voice. Sorry. <laughs> really it's, stupid. It, no, it was great. And I honestly, I I would recommend this movie to oh. anyone who oh, hell yeah. 
can handle some really rough parts. Yeah. Including all of them dying at the I end. Oh, God. All but Stony. All but Stony. Just like stop watching right before that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't actually, but yeah. it's it was oh. it had such great moments. It did. It, yeah. yeah. It was it was totally worth it. I would mm-hmm. watch it again. Yeah. But I also can we talk about the chase for a second? Yeah. Because at the very end, after they have to leave TT, mm-hmm. um, they get into a different car and are being pursued by like two separate helicopters and like it's like this, 20 cop cars yeah and it's so like many all night chase like it goes like they're running the gas tank to the end yeah and like it was so weird to me a first of all i was like why do why do cops need helicopters <laughs> just like off the bat yeah what? and then second of all like they started showing the news coverage and then there was like a beat at the end after because cleo does this thing where she like gets in a tunnel and she lets um frankie and stoney run away mm-hmm. and then Cleo, it's like a big distraction. She just essentially accepts that she's going to die. Yeah. And it goes down guns blazing. Yeah. And then there was a weird beat with a news reporter where they're like, wow, what a tragic end to like this. No one wanted this to be we how it ended or something. reporting on for the past like six hours. Yeah. Like, what did you expect? I know. A high stakes chase out. And then they're like shocked and dismayed that like someone died. I know. Which again felt disingenuous to like it did and maybe it's because it was before like the 24-hour news cycle and like the <laughs> network news situation that we have currently i know so maybe i'm just showing my no age, i felt but... i felt the same way i felt like like it <laughs> i don't know what alternative would have been better except just not having them say anything i think that would have been the best just yeah. not have the news people be like have any comment at all right but if they were to have any comment, I feel like it would have been the cops got him as yeah. like the general consensus. And again, it's like I'm glad that they were like dismayed. A person and died. And yeah, the loss of a human life. Yeah, obviously. But it's just not actually what you <laughs> it, ever see from news outlets. Yeah, it hit my ear. Yeah, like, it, it. It did. And maybe we just were more people. We were more yeah. like people back then well, that's before 25. Actually, something that I I've noticed just like because I'm an only child, so people only talk about adult things around me constantly <laughs> from a young age. But it's like that used to be something that newscasters did more after like tragedies is like they would express personal shock and dismay. Mm-hmm. But like I only really remember that being mentioned with like bigger names rather than like you know Steve and the LA News on Channel Five like mm-hmm. this guy was like. The John Stewart thing after 9-11 happened was, like, a big deal. Yeah. There was something else. I can't remember what it I was. Think, I think, was, too, they... No, oh, sorry. No, maybe it was, um, like, Columbine or something. I oh, remember. yeah. I think, too, though, they do that still probably... I don't watch that much 24-hour news cycle stuff, but with events where, quote-unquote, innocent people die, but yeah. not when quote-unquote, not innocent people die. So when it's like, when it's a car chase, I feel like more often people are like, well, that's what happens when you are in a car chase. Exactly. Uh, But when it's a a different kind of tragedy where there are no criminals involved, people Mm -hmm. are more likely to be like, this was a tragedy. Or perpetrator that we like to vilify. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It's also, I, I am also willing to admit that it might just be because I grew up post 24 hour news cycle Mm -hmm. and i'm just like unfamiliar with how things were handled back then because i feel like now especially with the onset of the internet Mm -hmm. like hastening the rapidity of the 24 hour news cycle it's like it i'm so used to the gleeful consumption of human tragedy that Mm -hmm. like them showing any morsel of like respect is strange yeah and feels disingenuous immediately yeah yeah i also i don't necessarily 
wish they had handled it differently. Yeah. But I, uh, this is about something else, sorry. Uh, but like, I wish No, that... let's talk about me more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do actually wish they just hadn't said anything about the news. I know. In the it's movie. Like, again, yeah. I don't care one way or the other. I was just, I wanted to talk about it more. Yeah, it is interesting. I like though. to hear myself talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like to hear you talk, which hear. is good because we have a whole podcast. <laughs> God, I can't believe she's talking again Ah. on the podcast that we have together. Yeah, yeah, women, am I right? (laughs) Oh my god, this is, I'm sorry, this is going to be such a quick tangent. I love I'm playing. We've really shown such restraint. (laughs) We have. So few tangents. So here's a freebie just for you. I'm playing Horizon Forbidden West, Mm. and I really, I want to have a talk or maybe a fist fight with the person who decided how often the protagonist, Aloy, should talk. Oh, no. (laughs) I feel like I'm turning into a misogynist, because I'm like, does this bitch ever shut the (laughs) fuck up? (laughs) Like, you'll be on a mission, and she's like, I should check the mission notes to make sure I'm not missing anything. And I check the mission notes to see if that'll shut her the fuck up. And then after having my screen be on the mission notes for a while so that everybody knows, I read the mission notes, and I'm doing what I'm supposed to. She's like, I should really check the mission notes, make sure I'm not missing anything. Like, three times per mission. It's like every five minutes. So I'm like, God, this bitch (laughs) needs to shut her mouth. I fucking, why are you such a nag? Yeah, Aloy? always nagging me, Aloy. Let me do my thing, woman. That's so annoying, though, when they're just like, you're not getting to the mission marker fast enough. I think it's because you're stupid, actually. I know. It's like, like I'm, I'm sorry for exploring the beautiful world you made me. I guess yeah. that's a crime now. Do like, sure, it's an open world, but you have places to be and things to do. Yeah, so you maybe... can enjoy it when you finish the game. Yeah. As a little treat. As a little treat, we'll shut up, finally, at the end of the game. That's so... I'm so anyway, sorry. Anyway, so... <laughs> it's, like, the worst. It really is. It's killing me. But uh, what I wasn't a big fan of at the very end, in addition to all the other stuff, mm-hmm. it's all complaining this here on out. We we got our... We got our... The things we loved out. And yeah. We're... And now we're on to the why did they have to kill all the people they made me like <laughs> part of the show. Hey, you made up all these people I like, and, and then, then you, you killed them, them at the end? What was that? I... I didn't like how Cleo, mm. at the very end, like, they've been shooting at her car, or maybe they haven't been shooting at her car yet, but her car is, like, out of gas, or it's it's dead. It's dead in the water. There's yes. cops surrounding her. It's yeah. the end of the line. She's made it so that the others have escaped. Yes. Frankie and Stoney. Yes. But the cop, the detective that we're supposed to like, is like, don't do this. Just, you know, get out of the car with your hands up. Oh, Everything will be fine. I and she's like thinking about it in the car and then reaches for the gun and tries to shoot them. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like not that not that she wouldn't do that. It yeah. didn't feel like it didn't feel like wrong for her character to do right. that. But I didn't like that the message of that scene was he did everything he could. He had to kill her. And then they did the same thing with Frankie, didn't yeah, they? Yeah. Where he's like, he tried his best. He tried his best, but they went bad or something, and now they want to die. I It was so weird that it was like he was yeah. giving them an out, and they didn't take it. Well, like, that's the thing, especially with Frankie, where he yeah. was like, this whole movie is like, she's in on it. She's, yeah. She's been on this, like, bank robbing thing since the beginning, and then he's like, but don't. We but can don't just take you to jail. It. Yeah. We don't need to, I like, know shoot been you chasing with all these you for eight rifles. hours, and you're holding a gun. Like, yeah. almost at all of these cops. I know. I know there are, like, 20 men with, like, automatic rifles pointing at you right now. But, like, yeah. you can just come over peacefully. Yeah. Like, 
I know. It just really, it felt like they didn't want the cops to be the bad guys, yeah. which is fine. Made it unrealistic, you know. <laughs> the extent to which they were not the bad guys. Especially from <laughs> Strode, where I'm like, what's, it, yeah. what's what this is guy's deal? deal? He has such a laser focus on thinking that Frankie is like the mastermind behind the bank robbing or something. The whole movie. The whole movie. But he's like, I know you're better than this I know. at the very end. What? You don't fucking know her. Right. I don't understand. It's still work. a really good movie. Yes. Yeah. Despite the eight we complaints are, in a row, I, I really like this movie. I'm definitely going to watch it again sometime. It's just the nitpicks that we were like forgetting at the bottom of our notes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just really well done overall, though. The yeah. Movie. And super fun. And also, like, how great to get to watch a comedy heist film that's like led by all black women. So cool. So cool. It's excellent. Yeah. I would watch this. I'm going to go find Cleo compilations on YouTube later. I oh, just loved her so much. She was so good. <laughs> like, God, Queen Latifah is so fucking funny. She's so funny. I've seen her in almost nothing else. I've seen her in The Last Holiday oh. and maybe nothing else. I've seen her in other. No. Oh, my God. She was in Hairspray. Hello? She's Mother Mouth oh Mabel. I totally forgot she yeah. was in Hairspray. The blonde wig probably threw you. It did a little bit, yeah. <laughs> God, we have to watch... We keep meaning to have a Hairspray double feature. Yes. Oh, my God. My God. If we didn't have to watch the next movie for this podcast, we would watch that right now. I still haven't seen the original. I really want to, though. I never have either. God. And we can watch Zac Efron. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I know the actual musical people, like, hate the Hairspray movie. but like, Yeah. It's so fun. Something about, like, it breaks the rules of, like, musicals and, like, yeah. It's, like, I don't know. You can't hear it, but I'm rolling my eyes. I'm sorry. It's a fun movie. And I hate to break it to you, but I was in third grade, so I just fucking loved it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Everyone who is this exact age loves that fucking movie. It's so fun. It's It's impossible not to. It really is. Wow. Anyway, that was Set It Off. Boy, howdy. (laughs) Really liked Set It Off. 10 out of 10. I'm once again telling you that I enjoyed Set It Off. Yes. And, uh, you know, I just, I do love me the occasional incidental lesbians. I do. Every it's time good. I was able to tag not a coming out story and not a romance <laughs> was a good on the time. movie list was like, wow. <laughs> oh, my Made God. Made my heart sing a little. Haley has spent so much time perfecting the movie list. It is deeply beautiful. I really think it's like it glorious on so many levels. <laughs> um go check it out no it really is and the tags are funny if we're up to me there would be fewer useful tags and more funny (laughs) ones but Haley, for some reason wanted it to be usable yeah especially if people didn't like us i want it to still be accessible so even if you don't care uh about the podcast Mm -hmm. feel free to send anyone who cares about um women love women non-binary love women movies yes that list because it has so many of them so many gems so many i once again i'm humbled by how much i don't fucking know and it was great like i literally found there's this lesbian taiwanese director Mm -hmm. who has written and directed like six films whoa yeah zero chow like she's just got like the she's i it that's awesome i know and i found out like so many lesbian directors that i just had no idea about Mm -hmm. so i'm I'm stoked. We've got we've got big things coming. Hell yeah. And you're not going to get rid of us so easy this time. Exactly. I'm not going to get stress-induced mono for the third time, <laughs> so help me God. <laughs> Poor Haley. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. You think you've had a bad year. <laughs> so... We don't have enough people who care about us yet. I mean, podcast-wise. We have many people who care about yeah. us. Uh, to be like, like where's the next episode? Yeah. But no, oh my god. Oh, we got, a, we got an Apple review. We did? I literally, I I told um, my, one of my mom's family friends 
or my mom's friend. God, I can't fucking talk. I'm too excited. <laughs> so excited. I, one of my, my mom's friend from grad school was staying with us and she looked up our podcast and someone left a review. They're like, they were sad that we stopped after so few episodes. They were like, really enjoying no, stop. having younger people watch the movies that were like popular when they were. I might day. actually cry. I so that's fine. I teared up. So thank you, reviewer. If you make it to the 55th minute of this yeah. podcast. <laughs> special treat is a shout out and also knowing I got mono yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's like I like how I stay for the end of every Jenny Nicholson credits exactly part of the video because she has just a tiny little end credits thing um but thank you so much for listening and we're back baby yeah we will see you next week with a with (laughs) with a with a movie movie. it sure will be a movie I can promise you that (laughs)